and divorce conversations where we analyze, navigate, and troubleshoot all stages of your romantic life. I'm your host, Igor Meisterman, a divorce attorney turned relationship coach. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to be discussing a really interesting topic. In the outset, I would like to tell everybody that a lot of the presentation today was inspired both in combination of various Jewish sources that I've studied over the years, as well as a book I read recently that I highly recommend called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And today, what I want to explore is the following dichotomy. On the one hand, we strive so much to pursue goals. Goals are things that motivate people. They create a sense of direction, a sense of where am I heading and what am I trying to accomplish. And most people, I think, use goals to inspire themselves in order to accomplish, in order to succeed. Today, I want to take a closer look at how much that approach is successful or not successful and whether there is another approach that can be taken, namely identity. And what I mean by that is how much can we reorient ourselves from being goal-oriented to being identity-oriented? Now, of course, it may sound puzzling at first. What do you mean? Goals, that's all we're told is pursue goals. Everything's about goals. Have you set good goals, right? Every year around the time every, around the time of New Year, we make resolutions and we set for ourselves goals. And the problem with that approach is that goals are very tricky and very fleeting. Goal is something that a mind can create, followed by various chemical reactions in the brain to activate a motivation. And what happens is the following. When I'm motivated, I am willing to pursue my goals. When I'm not motivated, I find it very difficult to pursue my goals, to keep feeding the goals. And that's why there's a saying, right? If you're going to be looking at the scoreboard the entire game, you're going to miss the game. You see, the, re the real answer to success in life is not setting goals and constantly taking a look at them. The real success is consistency and perseverance. And if you talk to anybody out there who has accomplished and has achieved real success in life, whether it's in sports, whether it's in academia, professionally, what, one thing that they will all share is there was consistency. And the question is, is how do we orient ourselves towards consistency rather than goals? And one of the things that for me was a big takeaway from Atomic Habits was this following idea of identity. Instead of thinking about life as goals, think of them as an expression of your identity. So for example, instead of saying to yourself, I want to lose weight, so I'll make a goal. I would like to lose you know, 10 pounds in 30 days. Instead, consider the following. I have a new goal, and my goal is to be a healthy person. Uh, something interesting just happened. Now, instead of being after losing those 10 pounds, instead, I now can ask myself, anything that I do throughout my day, anything, any activity I engage in, will it be a vote in favor, in support of my identity, or will it be in conflict with my identity? Will it challenge me to ask, does, do, am I at this moment living out my identity, or am I challenging my identity? And when things become identity-oriented, I no longer need motivations and adrenaline kicks and, and various startup emotions to get me going. From the moment I wake up till I go to sleep, I can always do a quick check-in with myself to see right now what I'm doing. Will it express further better my identity or will it challenge and contradict 
what I stand for and what I believe. I would like to mention one quote from James Clear, because I feel like this one line pretty much summarized the entire thesis of his great work. We don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our processes, and our processes are a reflection of our identity. What's amazing about this line is most people think about their life in terms of goals, and therefore, everything that they think about is, well, when I set this goal, then I'll be on my way. When I set these goals, then maybe there'll be an accomplishment. But the reality is, is that if they were to ask themselves one more follow-up question, which is, and what processes are you going to implement to achieve this goal? I think that's where most people get stunned because most people don't spend enough time working out the process. They're mostly consumed by getting clarity on the goal, fixating on the goal, and pursuing the goal, but without really sitting down and making very clear what is the process that I'm using. The reason is, is because the process piece is what expresses one's identity. Making a choice to get up every day and exercise so that I could give a vote to myself that I am a healthy person, and as a healthy person, that is how I express myself. I go to the gym, I exercise, I take care of my body. So too, we can apply these principles in the realm of relationships. A person can say to themselves, my goal is to have a good marriage. Well, that's a very lofty ideal. And the question to pose is what processes are you implementing in order to live out or bring yourself closer to a good marriage? And most people, unfortunately, do not have anything whatsoever in place that brings them closer towards that goal. There's just a wish that one day their marriage should be a great marriage. But if person takes on a mission of identity, not I want to have a good marriage. My goal is I want to be a great spouse. I want to be a great partner. And you fill in whatever comes up for you that would be an expression of that. I want to be faithful. I want to be loyal. I want to be helpful. I want to be accommodating. I want to be kind. I want to hold space as we discussed in previous episodes. I want to hold space for my spouse or my partner. Then every day you wake up, you can literally check in with yourself and say, throughout my day, what am I doing that would be a vote in favor of this identity? And what am I doing that will challenge this identity, right? Because if I set out for myself, for instance, a goal of, well, I, I want to be kind. I want to be known. My identity should be that I'm kind. Well, then when you scream at your spouse or when you, you blow up and you're intolerant, so then you can say to yourself, wait a second, did that bring me closer to my, my identity? Or did that challenge my identity? Did it help me come closer towards fulfilling and crystallizing that this is who I am. And if the answer is no, then I'm able to easily recognize what work needs to be done and where I need to recalibrate myself in order to bring myself closer towards that identity. And that's why, unfortunately, people set out into their lives with goals and then they fall. Many times they fall flat on their face. And then many times they experience disappointment, rejection, self-loathing. And the reason it happens is because all focus was given to goals. Now, you may be wondering right now, well, if you don't set goals, how do you know where you're even going, right? I mean, don't you need a sense of direction? Yeah, absolutely you do. And in fact, if we look at some of the earlier Jewish sources um, in a seminal work written approximately 300 years ago by somebody named Moshe Chaim Luzato, Rabbi Luzato wrote a book called The Path of the Just. And immediately in the outset, in the first sentence of the first chapter, he stated that the foundation principles of service of God is to define why you are here. And so immediately in the outset, right, he set out a mission statement which clearly sounded like a goal. However, what followed in the rest of the work are expressions of identity. Can I climb ladders of various character trait development that I can incorporate into myself and make it part of my identity? Because ultimately, it's the identity that will tr propel us forward. It will not be the goals. Because I, as I said in the quote earlier today, we do not rise to the levels of our goals. We fall to the levels of our processes. 
And therefore, taking the time to really think through what identity do I want to embody and express out into the world? Because that identity is what's going to serve me. That is the identity that people around me will encounter. And certainly, the most intimate personal relationship, my spouse or my lifelong partner, that is who that spouse and partner will interact with. It will be my identity. They won't interact with my goals. I could set any goals I want, whether it's to lose weight, whether it's to make a million dollars, whether it's to travel. But that's not what the world around me interacts with. What the world around me interacts with is my identity. And therefore, taking the time to really think it through is so crucial and important. There's a story I'm reminded of um, in the Talmud. There's a discussion. There was a great sage named Hillel. And Hillel one time was not able to grant granted access into the house of learning. And he climbed onto the roof, even though it was winter time. And he lay there with his ear pressed against the glass ceiling in an effort to hear the words of Torah that were being learned inside. And the next morning, the sages showed up and they looked up at the glass and they saw that there was a body of Hillel almost frozen to death on the roof. And you might say to yourself, okay, did he have some sort of a suicidal tendencies? Of course not. So the question that becomes is, why did he go to this great length and to put his life at risk? And once one of my teachers gave a great lesson, a great, great answer, because what we learned from Hillel is Hillel had to weigh two things. What is more important right now? Me being able to learn Torah today or to be warm and comfortable? And because his identity was that I am a scholar. That is what I am. I am a Torah scholar. So once you have that identity, you can't conceive a different reality. You can't conceive distractions taking you away. People ask me all the time, you know, I, my spouse spends so much time on social media, on WhatsApp, and they're chatting, and they're all in all these groups and rooms, and there's all this distraction going on. And the first answer I give them is, you could have goals all you want to have a great relationship. But if you don't define your identity and make crystal clear for yourself what that identity is and what you would like it to be and what you would like to strive for, then you'll never be able to properly confront within yourself this type of a challenge. See, people who are busy on social media and any other form of addiction that people might have, it's not that they're therefore bad people or they've somehow failed miserably. We all have tendencies and we all, so to speak, fall, fall prey to all kinds of distractions out in the world. The question is, is what is the source of the problem as in why does this keep happening? And part of the explanation is, I haven't made my identity clear to myself. Why am I doing what I'm doing? What am I trying to accomplish? Because if I were to make that clear, then I would see the truth of all of these interactions. That when I go spend time on social media, it's a vote against the identity I want to live out, which is a fully present spouse. This is, let's say, assuming I'm spending time on social media while my spouse is around and they're trying to interact with me. And so the power of this identity-focused living, um, it yields the, the fruits of labor through its internal mechanism that one is able to check in with. You see, goals in some ways are flimsy. Today, I set a goal because I have some lofty dreams or I just was hit with a stroke of inspiration. And I said, great, this is my goal now. Identity cannot be manipulated so easily the way goal setting can be. Because I really have to check in with myself is, do I want to live out like this? And do I want what I do be an expression of me in this way? And so the beauty of identity-driven life is you could set the goal, but now say everything I'm doing throughout the day, does it sit and feed into this genre, this motif of I am a certain type of person that I've chosen to be, and this is how I want to live out my life. And 
the reason that people opt out out of identity and chose to be goal focused is because goals give us a feeling and a sense of grandeur. I'm pursuing something big and therefore there's something big about me because after all, if I'm pursuing big things, then it means that I have a big vision and I'm a big person. Identity is nowhere nearly as enticing because that's the grind. That's something nobody sees. It's behind closed doors. It's within my own life, within my own, so to speak, private spaces that no one sees. But that's the work that's foundational and fundamental. And that's where real change happens to people. And so I want to end with this small story that I once heard. There was a, a great sage that lived in Europe a little over a hundred years ago. He was called the Chafetz Chaim, one who desires life. And he's known for say, for the following story. Um, somebody came to his city and they stopped by in his um, house of learning. And while he was sitting there, um, he noticed that people were constantly looking down and looking at there was some money that fell on the floor. Nobody, of course, dared to pick it up because it wasn't theirs. But at the same time, people were distracted from their learning. So Chafetz Chaim got up, went over, picked up the money, put it in his pocket. When he came back to his seat, one of his students came over and asked him, Rabbi, can you explain to me, why did you just do that? I mean, it kind of looks like, you know, like a little bit disrespectful, like you would just go and pick up the money. It's kind of like unbecoming of a person of your stature. And he said, look, I'm going to explain to you a very important rule in life. Small people do big things. Big people do small things. Picked up the money because I saw that people are continuously being distracted from their learning. So I figured I'll just pick it up. And then when the owner comes forth and says that he, she lost their money, then we could return it to their rightful owner. But in the meantime, to be distracted this way from their learning, that's not okay. But the point that he was teaching, and it's a lesson for all of us, is being fixated on the big vision and the goal is not something that creates greatness. Being identity-oriented is what creates greatness. And so setting goals is healthy and important, and it's a guiding light to give us a trajectory of where we want to go. However, after that, the real work begins. And if that work is only girded by goals, then, you know, some days I wake up, a random Tuesday, sometimes it's just too difficult. And so I uh, check out. I say, nope, today I need a break. But if I'm living life through my identity, I'm always able to pause and say, does this express who I am or who I would like to be? And so identity-driven life is what ultimately creates great people, great actions. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you for joining us today. For questions, comments, topics you'd like to hear more about, or to try our 24-week relationship challenge, email us at relationshipreimagined at gmail.com.